it begins on episode 35, I think now. I do not know. I'm not sure. Um, I did get an email the other day. Um, we've reached over 500 downloads. Fun. Yeah. I don't know how long ago that happened. I just saw it in my emails and I was like, oh, that happened. <laughs> That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a good day. It is a Tuesday. You'll be hearing this Wednesday or later or Tuesday or in August. <laughs> Whenever you well, no, I don't know how far people are behind. Man. Yeah, so, what's up? Nothing, I'm real tired I was going to say, it's a tired day. Like, we missed last week, and it's not that we're just doing this out of obedience, like, oh, we got the podcast to do. We do it out of joy, but I'm sensing, I'm sensing a drain right now. Yeah, well, I'm trying to, like, recondition myself, like, reshape my sleep pattern, and it's been rough. Why are you reshaping your sleep pattern? Uh, so I can try to get into the word in the morning more. So I've been doing it on my lunch break, which is fine. I don't, I mean, I don't mind doing that. Um, but also like starting my day in the word is always nice. So I've been trying to like go to bed earlier. And There's that yawn. Man. There it is. Um, I hope you wake up were earlier. wide awake when you started this episode, because if not that yawn, Yawns are contagious. They are. They say, so. No, I totally get it. Um, I know whenever I first came to faith, um, that was my biggest thing, was getting into the Word first thing in the morning, especially you know being a production worker at NASCOTE at the time, uh, waking up early and having my breakfast and just sitting down and reading my physical Bible. I didn't have a Bible study. I didn't have anything like that. I would just sit down and just get into God's Word and read a chapter of the Bible and just read it until I understood it. Well, understood it the best that I could. Um, I think it was a big difference. I especially needed it at that time, you know, going to the environment that I, I was. But I think it's super important to, I mean, what's the first thing you eat, you know? That's the first thing you feed on in the morning before before TikTok, before Facebook, before anything else, you know, before you influence your brain, before you feed yourself anything, get you some, uh, get you some word. Yeah, and I've been trying to be, like, more intentional about actually, like, studying my studies, if that makes sense, like, not just, yeah. like, doing them to do a study, but, like, literally, like, study the scriptures that it's having me read and... You know, just try to seek out, like, what God's trying to teach me from it instead of just completing it. Um, and so that's been super, you know, interesting, rewarding, fulfilling. Um, draining. Draining, <laughs> yeah. But it's just a new rhythm I just got to get into, and I'm just not there yet, so. Gotcha. Also, I didn't get my evening coffee. Yeah. So I typically drink three cups of coffee a day, one in the morning, one at noon, and one in the evening, like, it just keeps me going all day, you know? Look, caffeine is probably, honestly, one of the most um, unspoken drug abuses as a Christian. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Like, how many pastors out there have their coffee? I tell you right now, every conference that I've been to, every getaway that I've been to, um, every executive, pastoral, planter, whatever meeting that I've been to, there's either been coffee there or we've stopped and gotten coffee afterwards, myself and other pastors. Look, I'm not saying we should get away from caffeine, but it's something to think about, you know? No way, bro. Okay, fair. 
cool, cool, though. Uh, this is a pretty unorthodox episode, if y'all haven't gathered it yet. Really discussional. Um, don't have big news going on today. Uh, don't have, like, an agenda and a plan and a thing um, that we really, like, a big thing to talk about. Like, here's the drive home point. Um, but kind of where I landed thinking about tonight and recording. So last episode, two weeks ago, we had talked about like the secular music versus worship and how Christians should interact with secular music. And we looked at, you know, the Grammys and the Super Bowl and those performances and kind of what they symbolized and then what's going on at Asbury, um, you know, the, the, the college and this revival happening versus these strange, like, demonic secular music sessions going on. And just to clear something up, because we see other people posting things on Facebook, because we, obviously we weren't the only ones talking about it, right? So I think as Christians talked about this spiritual battle going on, I think the secular world kind of freaked out and they're like, here we go with, you know, the demonic madness and the Satanism freak out and radical Christianity and all that stuff and kind of hazing the Christian community just to give some encouragement. We know this isn't a new thing. We know that this is and isn't an old thing. I, I totally understand the spiritual battle's been going on since forever. Obviously, since you know Adam and Eve picked that apple off the tree, we've had the spiritual warfare, and it's going to look different in each generation. And it's not the satanic panic, okay? It's here's something that's in front of us as Christians. How do we address it? How do we look at it? How do we approach this situation? And it's just kind of an opportunity to talk about you know, what you're doing with your time as a Christian. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why we decided to do this podcast, right? To talk about a Christian worldview on worldly things. Yeah, so. just, the, you know, helping each other put on the gospel lens because maybe you were thinking about it and then you heard the podcast and you're like, you know what, I do want to think about this a little more in depth and now I have some shower thoughts or some mop bucket thoughts, you know, those kind of things. Something that somebody, had, one of my friends had mentioned to me um, when we were talking about the podcast and stuff as she said like some of the music that we are talking about like now that she's saved she hears those songs differently yeah like, she for hears sure. them like oh that is bad where before she was saved she didn't realize that they were bad you know and so that was like kind of eye-opening to me because I'm just like how dare you listen to this music in my mind obviously I'm thinking like why would teenagers listen to this music yeah. you know and then come to youth group on Wednesday but if they're not saved like they don't realize that that music's bad well, even know? if they might be saved they just might not be spiritually discerning yet you know like there's a lot of things I think as you grow in your maturity as a Christian that things are going to hit you differently um whenever I first got saved I was saved no doubt. I knew that Christ had entered my heart and I had given my life to him. <laughs> I keep, I always make the joke with you. It's like, I'm getting softer as I get older. And as I grow in my, in my faith, I'm getting softer. Things make me cry a lot easier now. I used to not be a crier at all. Tough guy, tough as nails, you know, bro. We should watch Bridge to Tear with you together, but you'd cry. I don't know. Movies don't make me cry. Mm, movies, unless they're like, I don't movie. know. Maybe it depends. I can't say it won't. I don't know because as I grow in my faith, my heart is so much more softened and so much more softened. And like, there's things that literally break my heart now to where it just never used to phase me. And I think that's in every aspect of Christianity. There's going to be things, you know, um, 
and Paul talks about it as like you're not a child anymore. You've grown into a man talking to Timothy. You know, you're you're growing spiritually mature and you're gonna let go of these childish ways. And I think music I think the secular music is a part of that. Letting go of your childish like a ways. Encu- an, a super encouraging way of thinking, just not even just talking about music, but just in life in general is like uh, just something to show grace, you know, like I know it can be frustrating whenever the people that you love aren't living how, you know, God thinks or how God says they should live, you know, and you see that and you see bad fruit coming from your, their life. And you're like, why, why are you doing this? Like, why can't you just figure it out? And like I said, it just like, didn't hit me to think like, well, they're not figuring it out because they don't know God yet, you know? And so yeah. it just kind of opened my eyes to have more grace, um, with those people and, so, yeah, hopefully it's yeah. encouraging for y'all, too. Yeah. There's no righteousness without godliness. Right. And if there's no godliness, it's ignorant to expect that outcome. Yeah. It's like putting water in a car and wondering why it's not driving because it right. doesn't have the fuel that it needs to move forward. Mm, man, that is a good one. <laughs> I was confused for a second. I was imagining, like, a car full of water, and I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I've driven literally, like, six cases of water to youth camp before. They do like, just fine. <laughs> I was picturing, like, a car full of water. Like like, like, a, like a driving aquarium? Yeah, basically. Oh You're like, gosh. why won't it just drive? I'm like, I don't, that's a weird analogy. I don't, but now I get it in the gas tank. What kind of fish were in the aquarium car? I don't, I didn't see any fish in there. That's a useless tank. Anyway, <laughs> so I love how God works without me asking him. Well, I asked, but I didn't know how he was going to work. So um, I've started getting into my physical Bible more. As, as we talked about this in the beginning of the podcast, getting into your physical Bible is important. And I had gotten away from it. Um, I'm ashamed to admit it. I, I hate that I got away from it. I could tell that I got away from it um, since I hadn't been writing sermons as much. I had just been doing regular um, studies and things like that and little devotionals. And then I just asked God, I was like, I want to get back in my physical Bible and I just want to read it. Um, so, Lord, you know, where do I go? And um, I felt God calling me to open up uh, Timothy, the position that I'm in at the church and kind of my stage in life. I feel like reading Paul's letters to his, you know, um, son in the faith, Timothy, reading through those letters might be, you know, beneficial to my walk right now. And God just spoke out immediately, one, to some areas in my life, and two, kind of to the conversation that we were just having about secular music and this debate and that debate. And, well, now Russia is doing nuclear threats. And, I mean, there was this China balloon thing, and there's this Murdoch murder trial going on that's all over TikTok and stuff. And there's just so many things to talk about and so many things to think about. And I'm going to read a couple verses out of First uh, Timothy chapter 1. Paul writes, As I urged you when I went to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus so that you may instruct certain people not to teach false doctrine or to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies. These promote speculations rather than God's plan, which operates by faith. Now the goal of our instruction is love that comes from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Some have departed from these and turned aside to fruitless discussion. They want to be teachers of the law, although they don't understand what they are saying or what they are insisting on. But we know that the law is good, provided one uses it legitimately. We know that the law is not meant for a righteous person, but for the lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinful, for the unholy and irreverent, for those who kill their fathers and their mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, for males who have sex with males, 
for slave traders, liars, perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound teaching that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which was entrusted to me. Now, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there, all right? That's 1 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verses 3 through 11, where I land in here, and my encouragement is... Some have, verse 6, some have departed from these and turned aside to fruitless discussion. There's so many things to talk about. There's so many things to worry about. There's so much law that people want to be fundamentalists on. They want to be teachers of the law, although they don't understand what they are saying or what they are insisting on. But we know that the law is good, provided that one uses it legitimately. I think there's, there's two... There's three discussions you can have as a Christian. There's one that is fruitless and pointless, and it does nothing to your faith, and it does nothing to your brother and sister's faith. There's the other conversation that is fruitless, and it is to the secular world, and it's to the non-believer, and it's telling them the law so that they might abide by it, or telling them the law so that way they feel sinful. So they realize how dirty they are, and we've already talked about that. It's not our job to point out somebody's sin. It's our job to point somebody to the cross. Okay, so there's fruitless discussions with Christians, and there's fruitless discussions as with the secular world. And then there's the discussions that we can have that have fruit. And those are the discussions that comes from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. And just looking at how Paul, it's almost like a burrito of a passage here. How there's just there's there's the wrapping of it there there's the the outlining of the passage and it's talking about these conversations and then there's the ingredients in it and well well here's what you can talk about and here's what people talk about and then there's the meat of it and the good stuff that Paul says is a pure heart a good conscience and a sincere faith and those are the fruitful conversations that you can have with the saved and with the sinners alike and the only conversations you're gonna have or ones that have a pure heart, like Christ. He talked to everybody with a good heart. He talked to his disciples the same way he would talk to the sinners of the world, the, the sinful people that he encountered, with, with, with kindness and gentleness and respect, though he would tell them different things because they needed to hear different things, the way he conducted them, himself towards them. Christ had a good conscience when he did it because he never called out a sinful person just to let them know how dirty they are. Right. It was always um, rebuking them in, in a good manner because he knew that his spirit was going to change the outcome of their life. Same with the, the disciples, whenever he talked, or his apostles, when he talked to them, you know, he would call them out exactly how they needed to be called out, and it was all so that they could grow in their faith. And as well, he talked in a sincere faith because everything he mentioned, um, Bob preached on it this Sunday. It hit me super hard because I had uh, done a small facts podcast about um, seek first the kingdom of God as well. And when Jesus spoke in all these parables, it was always about the kingdom of God. And that was his sincere faith that everything Christ did was for the glory of the kingdom, not the glory for himself alone, not the glory for his mission. It was for the kingdom of God, that everything would be for that end result of God the Father being glorified and us being glorified in him at the end of days. So what kind of discussions are we having out here? 
out of all the podcasts that could be talked about, of all the things that we could talk about on a podcast to try to make it famous or whatever, what kind of discussions can we be having? And I just love that the Lord has put it on our heart to have these kind of discussions. So, friends, I want to encourage you. What discussions are you having with your friends? What conversations are you having with your friends? Are they things that are going to have eternal effects? Or are they things that are just going to wash over in the next week, like the news articles that we talk about from time to time? Yeah, man. It's an awesome thought. It's a heavy thought. It is. And we're not going to be perfect about it. You know, I don't say this as in like, okay, so now watch every word that you say, even though Scripture does tell us to, you know, always watch your mouth. We're not going to be perfect at that. Um, you know, talking about a football game is okay. Talking with your friends about some things that you enjoy is okay. But just think about that, that your words have an opportunity to grow fruit or they have an opportunity to cause ruin. So, yeah. Watch your tongue. Watch your tongue. I need to watch my tongue too. Speaking of tongues, did you know that a, a blue whale, blue whale? I think it's a blue whale's tongue is as heavy as a car. It's tongue. That's gross. Super gross. That's a big whale, bro. Yeah. That was a smooth transition. I don't like into that. Animal facts. That was a smooth transition into <laughs> animal facts. Is that what we're talking about? Blue whales? I don't know. That was just a cool fact. Oh, man. Said. Yeah, a blue whale's tongue can weigh as much as a car or a small adult elephant. Oh. I don't like that. Ew. What? Now what? Can a blue whale's tongue can weigh six to eight thousand pounds? That is four tons. Gosh. Just a tongue alone. Ew. Yuck. Huh. Now you know, friends. I don't even know what to follow up with that on. Yeah. No, I mean, what do you even? You can't beat it, you know. No. Do you have? I mean, what's the average weight of any other tongue? I guess. I don't, don't want to talk about tongues anymore. Ugh. I don't even like my own tongue in my own mouth right now. <laughs> I wants to get out. <laughs> we got to end it with something fun. All right, hang on, I'm looking. What about dragons? What? Fun facts about dragons? No. What about... Has anybody listening to the podcast ever played Skyrim? That's what I want to know. <laughs> if, if here's the thing so about the people that listen to our podcast even if they did play skyrim they wouldn't tell us here's the thing did anybody say anything on that um ice cream thing we did what was the ice cream thing remember we did a poll on spotify oh man i guess i could look at that i don't remember I don't, I don't know if anybody <laughs> did or not. I completely forgot and about that. And Ostrid's legs are so powerful that their kicks can kill a lion. What? <laughs> or a human. Each two-toed foot has a long, sharp claw, making them formidable weapons. Animals often end up running away from the ostrich. There was one vote. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I feel like the truth hurts almost as bad as a kick as an ostrich. Sheesh. Does that mean my vote wins? I guess so. What'd you vote for? What do you think I voted for? Oreo? 100% yes. Mm. All right. So our phrase of the week is dragonborn because that's a, Sky that's a Skyrim thing. No one cares about Skyrim. I care. About Skyrim. It's like the longest running game in history. That's, that's Ew, still being look how disgusting this naked mole rat looks. Nobody wants to see that. Oh, that's kind of 
cute. No, it's not. I bet that's what a squonk is. I bet the naked mole rat is a squonk. Okay, we gotta go. All right, friends. All right, let's go.